The Holy Gospel according to Mark chapter 1. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her at once. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to Jesus all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door. And Jesus cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, Jesus got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. Jesus answered, Let us go on to the neighboring town so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came to do. And Jesus went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. Here ends the reading. Have you ever had one of those days, a day where you were firing on all cylinders and were getting so much done, you made huge progress on an important project at work and maybe even got a nod of approval from the boss, You made it through all of your emails. You had a brisk walk at lunch. You facilitated a meeting that actually didn't feel like a waste of time. You were in flow. Then after work, you finished some nagging tasks around the house and even made a healthy dinner. Well, at the end of the day, you fell into bed exhausted, but feeling great because of all that you had accomplished. Why can't more days be like that, right? Well, I think that's the kind of day that Jesus is having in our gospel lesson today. The day started out with Jesus' very first public teaching moment in the synagogue in Capernaum, which is the story right before the one I just read for you. His teaching, the gospel writer tells us, amazed and astounded everyone who had gathered there. Oh, and in the midst of his teaching, Jesus had also healed a man possessed by an unclean spirit. Well, after spending the morning in the synagogue, Jesus travels with Simon, Andrew, James, and John, the four disciples he has called so far, and they go to Simon and Andrew's house. When they get there, they tell Jesus that Simon's mother-in-law is sick with a fever. So Jesus goes to her sickbed, takes her by the hand, raises her up, and heals her. In fact, her healing is so complete that she is able to show her gratitude by making them a meal, serving them a meal. Well, by sundown, word has gotten out about Jesus. His mission was really taking off as the whole city gathered outside the front door of the house. As members of the community brought the sick and those possessed with demons, to be with Jesus. 
The front lawn became kind of a makeshift field hospital, and Jesus walked among the people and healed them. Whew, what a day, right? We don't know how late into the night that Jesus was healing people, but when it was all over, he must have fallen into bed exhausted, so grateful of everything that had been accomplished that day. His teaching was really striking a chord with people. So many lives healed and restored. His mission was gaining traction. Now, I would think that maybe after such a successful first day, Jesus might have allowed himself to sleep in a little bit the next morning. But that's not what the story says. The story says that Jesus got up while it was still very dark, well before dawn, and he found a deserted place to pray. You see, Jesus had a need to connect with God after all that had happened. He must have known that he just wouldn't be able to keep up the pace of days like the one he had just had without God's help. So he makes time to pray. Now, as I thought about that part of the story, I'm hoping this doesn't sound too cheesy, but it would seem that there were three things that Jesus received in that time of prayer early that morning. He received connection, clarity, and commitment. Connection in that he went to a place away from all the commotion and noise to sit quietly, to connect with God. Jesus was not on this mission alone. God would be guiding him and strengthening him for the road ahead. So he needed to take that time to, to connect and to be reminded that God was with him. And in that time of prayer, Jesus also received clarity about what exactly his mission was. He had just had a great first day of ministry in and around Capernaum. And perhaps the, the temptation for him was to just hang around there for a while, put out a shingle, make an office. But Jesus comes out of that prayer time with clarity that his mission was to bring the good news to other communities as well, all throughout Galilee and beyond. And prayer provided that clarity. And finally, Jesus received a deeper sense of commitment. I mean, it's one thing to have clarity about what your mission is. It's another thing to actually do the thing to stay true to the mission, to have the energy and the perseverance to keep at it day after day. Well, after that time in prayer, Jesus makes a commitment to take action. He packs his bags and heads out, knowing that with God's help, his mission would be spent on the move. Connection, clarity, and commitment. I don't know about you, but those are things I long to have more of in my own life and in our life as a church as we discern the mission that God is calling us to. I mean, I think we all 
desire to be faithful to what God wants us to do in our day-to-day lives and in our life as a church. Well, today Jesus shows us how to get there by modeling the importance of cultivating a regular habit of prayer. Of course, in the story, Mark reveals that Jesus took time out to pray, but he doesn't reveal what Jesus said or did in that time of prayer. So let's get real practical here for a minute and and talk about the, the nuts and bolts of what your prayer time might look like. The first thing that is helpful to do is to not just find a quiet place, but also to quiet your mind. Take a few deep breaths. Let yourself become aware that you are in God's presence. And as you sit openly with God, pick one of the words, connection, clarity, or commitment, as the focus of your prayer that day. If you're looking for connection, let God know that. Let God know that you are longing for the comfort that comes from feeling that God is near. Your prayer may be as simple as saying, God, help me to see the ways that you are with me. A week or so ago, I got a phone call from a member of Good Shepherd who's going through a particularly challenging time in his life. He called and he simply said, Pastor Heidi, will you pray with me? He was looking for that connection with God, a reminder that he wasn't alone in his struggle. I mean, what a beautiful thing for all of us to simply desire to connect with God more deeply. You see, here's the thing. God also wants to connect with us. So some days your prayer may simply be to sit and find comfort from knowing you are connecting with God in that way. Or maybe you're longing for clarity Maybe there is something going on in your life and you want to respond faithfully. Well, let God know that your desire is for clarity around the mission that God is calling you to. You can lift up this relationship or opportunity or situation that is stirring in your life and simply say, God, how can I best serve you in the midst of this? Show me a next step. Help me to see where you are guiding me. Today, make me open to what you would have me do. Give me clarity. Or maybe you have a clear sense of where God is leading you. You just aren't sure that you want to go there. Well, then maybe commitment is your word. Ask God to give you the strength, the the courage, the resiliency to do the thing. In our reading from Isaiah today, we heard these powerful words. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. 
They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Pray those words as you ask God to help you commit to God's purpose for your life. Connection, clarity, and commitment. Take those words into your prayer this week as you seek to be faithful to the mission God is calling you to. My prayer this week will be for you, that you will be falling into bed exhausted this week, exhausted but also filled with gratitude and joy because of all the ways that God is present with you as you love and serve God and love and serve your neighbor. God's blessings as you pray, as Jesus taught us. Amen.